time to welcome in one of our very good friends in the program. He joins us the first Friday of every month, although he had a Labor Day holiday, he was off. It's the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, the star of Money Talk, sitting right across from me Saturday mornings on WTMJ. It's Dave Spano. Hello, Dave. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. You're the star. I'm just here, just occupying a seat. Come on now. Uh, I beg to differ on that. Now you, you got high school football tonight, right? Yeah, what, Brookfield what, East uh, at Marquette High School at Hart Park. So it'll be what, a lot of fun. What position are you playing? Yeah, I'm playing left out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the same position <laughs> I played last week as well. Why do you have high school football? Uh, well, I have a son who's a senior okay, in high cool. school. Yeah, but I'm on the chain, so I have the best seat in the house. All right, now so it's the, it's the ten yard chains, right? So you you'll have like the first down mark and all. This is a big responsibility. Well, sometimes I you know depends on who has the ball. I put a three up when it's actually two. You know, guys kind of screw them up. You know, that's good. So, that's no, good. it's fun. It's gonna be a good game. Uh, I love Friday Night Lights. So I was talking about the markets today, and happy to report that that everything finished in the green today, which is good. Mm-hmm. All the indices, but I, I've researched this and looked back on it and seen stories on it. It's not historically the case in September. What is this? The, the stocks tend to decline in this month of the year versus others, historically speaking. Yeah, is there truth key, to it? Yeah, yeah, there is. You know, the old saying of sell in May and go away was a saying. I mean, it's gone back for hundreds of years. But the rest of that saying is you got to come back at some point. And generally, October is the time that people come back into the markets. And if you look historically, there's four quarters, Right. The best quarters are Q4, which is, begins in October, and Q1, which begins at the beginning of the year. And then the, the middle two quarters kind of trail a little bit. So, uh, you know, they are going to see some volatility, I think, in September. There's a couple things that happen that we'll see here in this month. One is the Fed. We'll, we'll hear from the Fed in the next couple of weeks. You know, they'll have a report. And then there's this lull before earnings begins again, and that starts in October. All the companies have to report their, have their report cards how did they do? Did they sell more? Did they have more money? And that, that of course, is market moving as well. So we're seeing some reports that the chances of a U.S. recession are declining. That's that's pretty major thought on, on where we stand. Um, so the chances of recession at 15% mm-hmm. now? Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, what would happen, in, just as a, kind of a, a reminder, is... It, you know, inflation began to get away from us and I almost double digits, you know, with 9%. And the Federal Reserve then had to slow down the economy. And how they do that is by raising rates. And they went from 0% to 5.5% in about 18 months with the, you know, their desire was to slow the economy down without crashing it, right? And so cool it, it, but right, don't just, stop it. Well, that's the idea. And that is what is a soft landing, right? A hard landing would be a recession. So, it is a possibility that they're going to get away with it and that it will be a soft landing. And, you know, they raised rates. There's no question it's going to have a lag effect and slow things down. But now Goldman Sachs, which is, of course, a respected uh, institution, said they're all the way down to 15%. Let's see what happens in this meeting that's coming up in the next two weeks when the Federal Reserve has its meetings and Jerome Powell starts to speak about, you know, it's very unlikely that they'll raise rates again in September. But then we'll listen to the October meeting and see what things happen. You know, if the unemployment rate begins to spike and real estate prices start to come down, and you know, and there's a credit event. So we have seen the 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 unemployment start to go up. It did, but the real estate prices are still pretty high. Yeah, yeah, but they're not as as much as they were. And so you look at you know supply and demand. So you're starting to see more supply, but that was the issue. There wasn't enough supply. There wasn't enough houses out there. And of course, you think about it, just you know, personally. 
If you had a mortgage and you had it locked in at two or three percent, and now you want to go buy a new house, the good old days, and now it's seven and a half percent. You just do the math there, and it's significantly more. So people are saying maybe I'll just stay where I'm at, and that kind of keeps supply out of the market as well. But we'll see. I, I think I think there's a possibility the Fed gets away with this. Yeah, I, I think the first house that I ever owned I was like a five seven five interest rate, and I remember my dad saying rates will never get that low. Just right. you know, lock that in. That's amazing. Right. And all they did for like nine years is get lower. Right. Uh, probably more than nine years. But for people who are sort of on the fence looking at seven, seven and a half, saying that's way too much and trying to hold out for five, five and a half percent, maybe even something in the fours, is is that a wise strategy or is that not likely to happen again soon? Well, you know, I, I think the Fed is going to stay higher for longer. Right. So that means that they're not going to turn around and start lowering rates quite yet. But if there is an event, if there we if we do slip into a recession or there's a credit event, as I started to allude to, and then the Fed has to step back in, then they'll be forced to start to lower those interest rates. And then with that, mortgage rates could come back down. But that's not anticipated to be at a minimum of the middle of 2024 or beyond. And then you've got this this complexity of you've got an election in November of 2024, and mm. then if the Fed starts lowering interest rates right before the election, they're going to say that they were playing politics. So it's probably going to stay lower, I mean, stay higher for longer, probably through to 2024, and then we'll, we'll have to wait and see. You kind of answered my next question. I was wondering how the upcoming election would affect anything and everything. If it's usually kind of a neutral, we don't want to rock the boat too much one way or the other, let's just kind of keep things as they are. Is that historically how it's happened? The Fed generally tries to stay out of that, but of course, politics are everywhere, and as you said, and you know, everywhere you're going to go, every everything you're going to hear, everything you're going to read is going to be about politics for the next year. And of course, especially in this town where they we're going to have the convention, you know, right down the street from from where we are in the studio. And so, politics will be a big part of that. But historically, the Fed tries to to use some neutrality and I mean, stay is out it, of the way. Is it possible, Dave, that it was a good job managing a crisis? I know it put a lot of people in an, in tremendous duress. Like the commercial real estate markets right. really took a big hit. There were people who, I mean, there's like a generation of millennials that are being shut out of the housing market, yep. like you're talking about. Right. But but hasn't this been pretty good? No. <laughs> okay. All right. So you you want my opinion on this? Yeah. They, I want your opinion. They were the arsonist and are now becoming the firefighters, right? So they created this. The too Federal low Reserve, in the first place. Yeah, they left it too low for too long. Yeah. And and you had all of this. You have you had a commercial mortgage. You had a real estate market that was just going crazy. And they continued to go out there and bought and bought mortgage backed bonds to keep rates even lower. So that was just fueling the fire, if you will. And so they were too late. And and they admit this. So it's just not my opinion. Right. Uh, they now admit in retrospect that they should have acted sooner. That they should have pulled back on the mortgage backed. And of course, then the fiscal uh, issues as well. Trillions of dollars fiscally were poured into the economy, and that was part of creating the inflationary environment we have. And then there was probably a third and fourth reason pandemic, obviously. All of those things pushed prices up. So it is possible that they are going to navigate their way through this thing without a recession. But remember, recessions happen every seven years cyclical, or so. Right. It's a cyclical issue. So mm-hmm. we, we probably ha- will have a recession. So I wouldn't say it's canceled. I would just say it's postponed for the moment. How will you be celebrating National 401k Day? Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? I mean, they, they started. This is cool. <laughs> this is my kind they of did fun. That. Yeah, well, I'm, I it think is. it's cool, right? Because <laughs> 
Uh, you know, why is it today is the first Friday after Labor Day is because they wanted to be kind of cute and say, all right, you came back on Labor Day and now you're going to end the week with a re- retirement talk. But the fact is people have got to go into these qualified plans. You know, I know there's some articles out there that kind of poo-poo the 401k plan, but there there isn't. Think about this. You get to put money in on a pre-tax basis. And then in most companies, they match you. That's free money if you, if you participate. I mean, it's incredible, honestly. Right. And right. it grows tax deferred. It's like incredible. Right. So so yeah. I think it's a good thing. And, and the problem with it is about 80% of companies have access to a 401k plan, but only about 40% of people participate. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a missed opportunity. And why is that? Is that because they don't have someone, a, a financial advisor? So, like, why not? Why, how do they not know that? When we, when we survey some of our folks, it is because they have too much debt and aren't making enough money. And they're saying, to, I need every every to. schneckel that I can get yeah. uh, to spend on rent and groceries and the like, because it's costing more. And you've read this report, I'm sure, that's now costing Americans nearly $900 more per month uh, because of inflation and what's happening in the economy. So they're, they're under pressure as well, but we're just trying to say, at least start... At least put twenty five bucks in to get into the plan. At least get the free money from the company with their match. So you sh- you should participate if you can. But you know it's it's not a panacea. There are some issues with four hundred one k plans. Uh, you know some are cost, some are aren't managed well. Some, you have to get out of them, get out of them at a certain time. Right? Well, well, when you get to fifty nine and a half, but you really want to get to you really want to participate when you can. Looking forward to money talk tomorrow morning. Yeah, if you uh, see Dave at Hart Park, give him a hard time on the chains. Yeah, it'll be fun. Just, I mean, just, just be honest over there. Okay? Yeah, well, you know, we're going to have the GKB will be there calling the game. So. Absolutely. Good stuff. Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Know more about your money. Visit AnnexWealth.com.